Joya, that was Joya? Yeah. Oh. He black. <laughs> <laughs> why, how, why, why do we hear him? Uh, he, has a, he has a mic in the studio that he can. Oh. <laughs> what the? <laughs> This light is so bright up here. We'll work on it next week. Um, did your daughter light the car? She was happy with it. Good morning. Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. You can go to our chat line and I can respond to your questions or comments. Um, James will give them to me of the com. Good morning again, y'all. How's everybody? Okay. Uh, any questions before I get rolling? Any testimonies? Well, we don't need to have a church then. Uh, make sure you don't come just to be preached at. Like, it's a fellowship, all right? So make sure you do that. Um, there was somebody, who here knows Cheryl? Cheryl. She's the black lady that take up the names at the end of the program. Well, she aspired yesterday. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? What was yesterday? Sunday. So it must have happened Saturday. Oh, today is Sunday. So it happened yesterday. Um, your grandmother did? Yeah, she had cancer. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's at peace. She's at peace? Yeah. How do you know? No, I'm playing. Yeah, she was suffering she's she was at peace. Yeah, she was suffering she was alive, so. But Cheryl was, uh, according to her brother, he said that she was diabetic. Diabetic? And no one knew it except for him. According to the brother. Did you guys know she had that? Uh, and uh, she apparently been working at home due to the Chinese virus thing. And according to the brother, she was trying to get over being a diabetic. Uh, they helped style away. You know how y'all like doing that healthy way? What do you call that? Natural. Natural way, yeah. And so uh, a friend of her called me on Friday here at the office and said, we have not heard from Cheryl. Uh, can you check it out for us? And uh, so I called the hospital, and they said that she was there, but they couldn't tell me what was wrong with her because I'm not a family member. And uh, so the brother said that he called the police to go to her house, and they went and broke into the home because no one heard from her all week. And they found her on the floor in the bathroom there, passed out, un- unconscious. And uh, so they rushed her to the hospital. She was in a coma, according to the brother. And then she had a heart attack while in the coma. And so they resuscitated her for a minute. Then she had a second one, and that's when she expired on yesterday. Isn't that like an amazing story? I just saw her here Sunday before last, and so it doesn't seem real. So if you guys have diabetes or whatever, 
and you want to go natural, I suggest you stay with the medication until you get all natural done. That makes sense? Yeah. So we're going to miss Cheryl. Uh, uh, we would see her at the Women's Forum, and she would help out anytime we would hold an event here. She would be there to help out, or whatever we needed her, so she will be missed. All right? I don't know anything about the funeral. The brother said he would be in town today, and they'll let me know more about it. So it was not due to Chinese virus. It was due to diabetes or heart attack. All right? Anybody want to say anything about her? You got you ladies knew her. Yeah, I want to say, go right here. Um, I Cheryl was just she is it's I'm I'm at a loss for words. When I heard the news, I was just shocked. Just couldn't couldn't believe it. And even this morning, I woke up thinking like, oh, I'm gonna see her. Like she's gonna walk through the door. You know, I'm going to see her again. Yeah. And it's just a weird feeling to just know that you're never going to see her. At the same time, I, I accept what it is. You know, people expire in life, and it, it's part of the cycle. Um, however, I think in reflecting back, because we did have a chance to talk and kind of work through the news and, you know, the shock. You know, I mean, Cheryl, in the last year, we had so much fun with her. Like, yeah. we had so, she went to parties. We hung out. She was at every woman's forum. I mean, I, I feel really at peace with my relationship with Cheryl. Yeah. And because I know that we had fun together. And then also I, I, um, I also feel very grateful to God. This morning I was, when I was, you know, in the, my morning routine, I was, you know, thinking about her. And I was like, you know what, I'm actually really grateful to God that she put me in put her in my life and I had the opportunity to meet her and be a friend of hers because you know her wisdom in the woman's form at church I mean it's invaluable I mean she was she was a person who was truly seeking God and in talking to her it was just always we we had that great fellowshipping that would happen so I am very grateful to God that I was that I was allowed to be a friend of hers and then I'm you know I also I also am at peace because I believe every moment that we hung out together, I was authentic and genuine, and she and I felt like we were we were good friends. Like, yeah. I felt like I took I took advantage of the times that we hung out together. Yeah. I never took any of those moments for granted. So Amazing. I, I felt, did I you know she was a diabetic? No, I did not yeah. know. No. I don't think her brother said he was the only one knew that she didn't tell anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she'll be missed. She will be missed. Yeah, yeah, Grace. <laughs> um, I mean, I the same with like I'm out of I'm in shock. Like it's un- unbelievable that like she's gone and we're never going to see her again. And it's just a testimony to how like you have to appreciate everyone in uh-huh. their life at, at every moment. You just never know when they're going to be gone. And um, just Cheryl was just so kind. She was just, you know. You know, she kept to herself, but then, like, she opened up to us, like, like this past year, and we got to know her, and she's so kind. Oh, she was so kind, and, um, yeah, it was just, it, it's, it's sad that we're not going to see her again, but I hope that she's in a better place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so when the worry got out, she had inspired. Right away, I could see it going around online. I'm like, don't put it out there yet. We got to make sure, you know. Because I can imagine seeing her coming in here. Yeah. And I'm like, I thought you were dead. 
<laughs> well, people put things online right away. It's like, are you finished? She's not done yet. <laughs> and uh, so it, it was, a, it's hard to believe it. Did you, I know that she's been coming here for so long. Yeah. You've known her for, I don't know how many years. Did she, was she like here when you first started? No, she's on? been coming the last, um, remember when they had that uh, political conference downtown? Mm. Politicon, I mean. Oh, okay. I thought she was, like, I thought I would hear her voice and, like, No, her friend, she had a friend that was outside of Bond. Okay. Who, who have seen me at different political rallies. Okay. And so her friend heard that I was going to be speaking at Politico. Politicon, whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> and so she invited Cheryl to go to the event. And that's how Cheryl heard about Bond Church. Okay. So, so she she's like, oh, Jesse has a church if you'd like to go there. So she'll start coming right after that. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know her beforehand. Do you think, do you, how was her progression like from when you first? Amazing. Yeah. Because she went and forgave. Uh, her mother expired a couple of years ago, I remember that. And she was, had to go and forgive her father. She went and did that and she was open in the meetings and she was just Cheryl. She was just Cheryl, yeah. yeah. Like it's, I can relate to her. She's just like to herself, but she yeah. definitely, she was, she was a nice person. Yeah. So. No, she'll be missed. Yeah. You want to yes. say something, Victoria? So I, I don't know what to say, um, but for me, it's coming and going. And she was a nice person, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, in our interactions and stuff like that, like, we were all really, in my opinion, starting to get to know Cheryl because, you know, we were hanging out a lot, like they said. And Did she know- smoke pot with y'all, too? <laughs> <laughs> we all were passing a joint. Did she say No. <laughs> I'm not going to incriminate her. She's no longer with us. But no, she right. didn't do that. <laughs> but no, that, she didn't smoke pot. For, I'm playing. Yeah, she didn't smoke pot. <laughs> no. And they don't smoke. Y'all don't smoke, right? No. <laughs> and they don't smoke either. I only speak for myself. I don't smoke pot. No. <laughs> Let everyone else hang their head. You know, I was, no, I don't smoke. But um, like I said, this, we're kind of just at a loss for words. Um, but like with what Adriana said, like. I can seriously say every interaction I had with her was positive, and she would keep me focused and, like, really, you know, because we talked all the time. She would just call me while she was working from home, and we would just have conversations. Yeah. So for me, like I said, I, I do feel like I lost a family member, and um, for me, it's my first person from the spirit family that's gone. Yeah. So that's, Yeah. So that's why it's a little different for me, you know, with this, because I haven't dealt with it before. But like I said, I know, at least I feel she's in a better place. And if she was suffering, she suffered in silence. And, like, she was the embodiment of that, because none of us knew. Right. So, you know. And I just, I do hope most, she's, Most people you know, be like, Lord, I got diabetes. <laughs> telling, telling everybody, I, I can't eat no candy. <laughs> <laughs> 
The doctor told me I didn't take my pills. But she's never said a word. No one even act like acted like she was sick. Yeah, like I said, it was a surprise for all of us. But like I said, I'm I'm glad to have known her, and I'm happy she was in our group, and I'm glad that she was open to us because it's just I've never known anybody like her, and probably never will. But she she was great. How old was she? Well, that's up for debate, so I won't say because we were trying to figure it out yesterday, and we're like, because we were gonna call around and be nosy, like you know. Yeah, I'm gonna call around and ask her age. What oh, we'll, we'll tell you the story later, but we're well, very relentless. In this. I believe her brother told me 59. <laughs> no, we tried, we, we tried to hunt her down yesterday. That's how we found out. So we'll, ta- we'll talk about it. You guys were hunting who down? We, was, we were hunting down our friend. We needed to find out where she was. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, you yeah. know. Um, but anyway, yeah, she, she was a, a nice person. I know we aren't supposed to say people are good, but in my experience with her, everything was, was good. It was pleasant. So, yeah. Yeah, she'll be missed. Yeah. Sure. Anybody else? Right here. Hermes, you knew, you worked with her too, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I didn't get to know Cheryl for very long, but I'll just share like two funny stories. Um, so I went to Alex and Luisa's uh, wedding. Yeah. And I saw her like leaving without saying bye to people. She just said bye to like, a few people. And then I saw her like, you know, kind of tiptoeing like out. And I'm like, Cheryl, where are you going? She's like, Shh. <laughs> and then uh, I was like, oh, okay, I see what you're doing. And then the second time she did that was for the Christmas party or the bomb party. And I was outside with the guys in the like garage area, and she's like walking out tiptoeing again. I'm like, sure, where are you going? <laughs> she's like, Shh. I'm like, Man, I see how black, you black people do that. Like, y'all just don't want to say bye to everybody, so you just head out without saying bye to nobody. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's an old person thing. I think so, too. Because I, when I was at that party, I was up dancing, I waited till everybody <laughs> get up to dance, and I pretend I was going to the bathroom, and I just left. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was old, it's older. I think it's an old that. thing. Because you don't want to be dancing and all that. Yeah. And then <laughs> and another thing I, I remember of her is, like, I like when she went up and did the if poem. Yeah. When you asked her to, because uh, I was kind of like, I didn't know what to expect, but it, it surprised me that she went up and did it. And she did it like so calmly and like she she didn't like miss a beat. You know, she wasn't like, uh, like, oh, I don't want to do it. I want to do it. She didn't. Yeah. She stuttered a little bit in the beginning, but then she like caught you caught it. And then she just did it like perfect. And Were I was, you surprised like, she was able to read? <laughs> oh, she <died>. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She read better than Joel. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was thinking of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you were so thinking that? I was like, I wonder if she like is gonna mess up words. <laughs> he, he is a racist. <laughs> uh, but uh, Cheryl was something else. Yeah, she made her soul rest in peace. Yeah. Anyone else? You didn't know Cheryl, boy. <laughs> Did you know Cheryl? Barely. 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 I just know that she was a part of your organization, and I pray to I pray that she finds peace. Right on. Well, that's enough. <laughs> what the no? <laughs> Mary, you want to? Oh, Irma, you want to say anything? 
And then, Mary, we can move on. Yeah, I just think based on, you know, my experience with her, she seemed like a genuine person, um, you know, and may her soul rest in peace. But I do want to say that when I heard the news, my initial reaction was like, oh, man, this is, like, terrible. And I realized then that we don't really know if death is necessarily a bad thing. I'll speak for myself. You don't know what? That death is necessarily a bad thing. Uh, and I came to that realization. You want to go I, and find out, let us know. I'm sorry? <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny if Irma die? <laughs> no, that wouldn't be funny. And then he'd be gone for a week. And then he'd come back and let us know what death is like. No, um, but honestly, we don't really know. I think we've kind of been, we've been programmed to think, of course, you miss that person if you're close to them and yeah. having them in your life, but no one really knows if death is a bad thing. I think that's something that we've been taught uh, and are afraid of, but we don't really know, so... That's kind of my thing. But, you know, may her soul rest in peace, and she will be missed. Yeah. Mary, you hung out with her a lot, right? Not a lot, but yeah. you were pretty close to her. Not a lot, but, you know, enough to know she's a great giving yeah. person, very, very sweet. And, you know, and I had been going, you know, taking her over here for a few weeks, and we got a little bit more. Oh, she would ride to church with you? Yes, yes, oh, okay. because her car wasn't working, so I would go pick her up, bring her here. Right. And we'd go shop around, go to Seize Candy and <laughs> all the places. Would you what? Seize Candy. Bristle <laughs> 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 Farms, all the places. Very like you want to go get some sea candy. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I I had talked talked to her last Sunday, and she she did let me know she was she wasn't she was sick. She said she didn't she was sick. Did you know she was a diabetic? I had no idea. Oh, uh, okay. So I had no idea. Otherwise, so. you wouldn't have taken her to seas. Well, I mean, it's every. <laughs> I still would have. <laughs> every, every, and she always bought, bought something. I wasn't twisting her arm. But it's... <laughs> every Sunday, Mary go by seas. And we go to Bristol Farms. You know you know Bristol Farms. So, uh, <laughs> Amazing. So we, but I mean, it's, I mean, I had no idea she was a diabetic. But again, it's, not, it's her. It's, she's the one who had to be interfacing with that and she she knew yeah. her condition she knew she, she could have called the doctor she could have done you know so it's very very sad to see her gone well her brother says she was trying to overcome it by using natural stuff yeah and you can yeah i don't trust and the natural stuff <laughs> well that's because you don't know the because the i noticed it, that so okay. the only people that are doing the natural stuff are the religious people and they're dying. <laughs> no, I'm like, That's not no, I'm playing. But, yeah, but it's really sad. I'm joking. I'm sad. You know, like, even this morning, you know, I mean, my thoughts go to her pretty frequently because, you know, she's gone. Yeah. But it's a, it's a sad thing to see her go. I mean, but I, I don't know. And as you said, may her soul rest in peace. God bless her. Yeah. Amazing. 
Well, may our soul rest in peace. Yeah. I brought you a picture. A what? I brought you a photograph. Of what? Of Cheryl. Of who? Of Cheryl. I don't want no picture. Well, anyway. How come people like to give out dead people pictures? <laughs> my, my uncle, whenever he and his wife go to funerals, they now take pictures of the person in the casket. Dead. Oh, she's not? No. Oh. Is she? Oh, nice. Oh, okay. Thank you. All right. I don't know why people take dead people pictures. I know black people do it. Do Mexicans do it too? Yeah, they do videos and everything. Uh, another friend of mine died recently, and, and I was talking to my uncle about it last night. He was like, oh, yeah, they had the funeral last week. You want me to send you the video? <laughs> no. <laughs> he like, do you want the program? You know how to make a program for the funeral? I'm like, I don't want that either. I don't want anything. They, You know, my mother died. They have a picture of her in the casket. And they're like, you want to see it? I'm like, no. I don't get a thrill out looking at dead folks. Yeah. And when they're dead, I want to, I don't want them hanging around my house. What? It's not about bad luck. But anyway, anybody else, do y'all take videos of y'all dead folks? I'm surprised. You do it? Well, no, we have, I have a picture of my mom. You do? A picture of your mother? Yeah. In the casket? Yeah. And if why? I don't know, I just... They took it. They took a picture of my mom in the casket, so we just have it, like, we don't share it or anything. But we uh, just, Do you have a look at it? Occasionally, if I'm looking at pictures. Are you like, oh, that's my mom. Yeah. But, I mean, my mom is still with me. I don't, I don't think it's sacrilegious, right? Or, or Oh, I don't know about that. It just seemed weird. Okay. <laughs> it just, when I was growing up, they didn't do that. Maybe because they didn't have cameras. <laughs> <laughs> Kodak. <laughs> when I was growing up, they had Kodak. I don't think so. Yes, sir. It's not. It's nothing weird about being dead. Just you know, for the record, it's nothing. No, it's not weird about being dead, but it's weird having dead folk picture around your house. No, not really. Videos. I mean. I don't. People getting freaked out by that is a is a is a pattern of this world. You know, it's a product of uh, movies. It's a product of you know the industry around yeah. death, scaring people around death. I mean, we're all believers. Why are we at well, all you, freaked out about death? And Cheryl was a believer, so she's gone to heaven. You know, she's gone to heaven. Be, yeah. You know, when when they asked Jesus to come, that somebody had died, he like let the dead bury the dead. I take that to heart. Yeah, that's not quite what that means, but that's, that's all right. <laughs> Jesus like, I don't want to see the pictures. No, I'm playing. Yeah, Jesus, Jesus died and, and rose and came back to life, you know? I mean, right. He was, his body was dead and came back to life, you know? Amazing. Shouldn't be. Yeah. So would you take pictures of your mama and all that, video of it? Will I? Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I, I don't like my mom that much, so. Uh-huh. I wouldn't do it. Okay, anybody else? All right. Well, may her soul rest in peace. She will be missed. And um, 
I wish them well in the family. Any questions about anything? Yes, James. We have an online super chat from um, from Peter R. asking, is being annoyed beta? Yes. <laughs> it's beta, beta. Men are not supposed to get annoyed. What does that mean, you know? That mean, how, how will you lead your family if you are irritated at your family? When we see Christ, we see love and peace, right? And so when our family see us or other people... They they should see peace in you, not someone that's irritated by you. So no, that's beta. Stop being a girl. All right. Uh, okay. One thing that we as children of God should stop doing is using the same words that the world use. It sounded like them, and I think we're so blended in the world now. You don't see a separation between the Christians. And the non-Christian, they sound alike, they act alike. I was listening to a Christian therapist, I think like two or three of them on the radio the other day driving home. And these different people were calling in with their issues. Some people were depressed. Some people, uh, one lady called about her son that he was seeing some therapist now because he's all depressed and everything. And they were using the same language that uh, that the secular world used. Oh, does he have... PSD. And these are like Christian. Is he on medication? Well, you need to put him through therapy. And I'm like, this is just like the world. And we are not supposed to be like the world. We're not supposed to hate each other. And we're supposed to know that our issues is, uh, is a spiritual issue. It's a, it's a fight between good and evil. So if you're like mental, it's because you listen to Satan. And you're overreacting. And you need to have the demon taken away from you. You don't go see some therapists that give you some medication. And now you can't function at all. But, and I wonder, why do we sound like them? You know, you don't call it evil anymore. And if you call it evil, you're like, ooh, you call it evil. But that's what it is. They need to be rebuked. The devil needs to be taken out. And so we got to start bringing that back. Because they have taken away Christianity, so all the words that are there to help us is being taken away too. And if someone was a Pharisee or something like that, Jesus would say, that's a liar, a bag of bones. You have your father the devil. He called it what, what it is, but y'all got to come back and stop using the same language that they use. Because I remember when the hatred would be called hatred. You hate folks. And now they'll soften that word down to, at first they would call it resentment. But their resentment became, you know, it got too, it hurt too much to hear. So they softened it down to anger. Now you have anger. But you really have hatred. And hatred is evil. And there is evil out there, believe me. It's inside of us, in others as well. So it's evil. And we got to overcome evil. But if you forget that it's evil and start using these fancy words, you're going to forget it's a spiritual battle. And the world will deceive you and control you. So, and the world is very emotional now. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Everything is so emotionalized. It, it's crazy how it is. I saw some people in Congress yesterday, I believe, and they were up talking about 
the Capitol building. And they were like, oh, I, I was in the Capitol building. And I thought I was, gonna, I thought I was just going to die. And, it, and they were all just boohooing, right? Really emotional. And I'm like, what's the purpose of this? Why are they doing this, right? They're trying to draw you in, make you feel sorry for them. And then you find out uh, at least one of them, maybe both, they were not even at the Capitol building. They weren't there when it happened. But they pretend that they were. And if you don't know any better, you'll fall for it. Stop with the emotional stuff. All right? Cut it out. We're supposed to be strong and, and with God within us. So it's time out for the weakness. It's time out for weakness. Right here. Christians are somebody, and the men are as bad as the women. <laughs> If not worse, we had a men's forum the other night. Everybody and their daddy showed up, by the way. And I was asked a certain question. I was shocked. I can't tell y'all. And you don't want to know, ladies. But men, <laughs> men, stop it. You're not supposed to be weak. All right? All right. Yes. So I was having a conversation um, with someone yesterday, because I'm still trying to understand the role that Jesus plays in my connection with God, because you say that women can get to God on their own. Um, they're not married, yeah. They yeah, if they're a single woman, yeah. yeah. And um, so for me, I'm still trying to come to a conclusion about my relationship with Jesus, because I have what I believe him to be in my life and who I believe him to be. But I think what I'm doing is comparing myself to other people because I don't worship him. Because if he's my brother, like I believe, I don't worship my brother. No. I just know that my brother's there to give me guidance, you know, because I obviously don't have a husband. He would be my brother and, and you know. You look for so, a husband? Looking, no. Go online. No, God, no. Ew. No. <laughs> I'm joking. I was say, Jesse, I got some, I got sense. I got sense. But, um, but so that's where I'm at right now because I don't reject Jesus like I used to. Yeah. But I am still trying to sort out his role because, like I said, I'm comfortable with what I believe him to be. But when I hear other people speak with such conviction about him, like the question you keep asking, is Jesus God? I don't have to think. No, he's not. You know, I don't have to think about it. So why so, do you doubt yourself when you hear other people talking about it? Not doubt. I just sometimes feel like maybe they have a um, a different understanding than I do, or there's something that I'm missing. So I guess that is doubt, but I felt like doubt was kind of a stronger word because I don't feel, like, insecure about it. But it's just a thing where I feel for myself, like I said, if he is my brother, then how is he my savior if he's my brother? Or is he supposed to be my savior? So if you know for sure for yourself who he is, why would you let someone else doubt, make you doubt? Or What's make me that? feel that, the yeah. yeah. Um, I know for sure that when that happens, I can pinpoint it. It is when I'm not doing silent prayer. It is when I'm more in my thoughts and things. Because um, I still go back and forth, you know what I mean? But I yeah. catch it. So like I said, for me, I don't feel 
bad or off or weird about saying, no, he's my brother. And what he teaches and what he taught and what there's a truth. It's, it is the truth. You right. know what I mean? And Jesus is not the only one that can tell that truth, though, because I've heard truth from you. So my thing is I wanted to get the explanation or the more clarity on what I'm supposed to be seeking from Jesus or if there's some additional aspect that I'm missing that everybody else has and I don't because I don't fall to my knees and pray to Jesus. And so your question is what? Is how, what, what is going through Jesus? What does that look like? Because I'm still, like I said, I'm conflicted on the, we can, women can get to God directly if there is no father, if there is no husband, if there's no leadership in her life from a man, basically. But then you also say, and Jesus says also, the only way to get to the Father is through him. Right. So what does that through him mean? What does that look like? Good question. What would you say to her? Hold on, hold on a minute. So if you Just, were walking down the road and you ran into Victoria and she saw hand. this halo over you, didn't know you, but saw your halo. You're the and, one that she compared to Jesus. And it, had, uh, and it had a picture of Jesus on it. And she would want to know that. What would you say? Well, I think she just said the main thing. The scripture tells us over and over that the path to God is through him. So studying his life, studying his example, is all the stuff you already know. You know, it's like you, you look at what, all the things that he said and all the things that he did, and you try to do those things and try to act like him. I mean, that's really the bottom line. He contains, Jesus contains all the power of God, all the authority of God, uh, all the omniscience of God, all the omnipresence of God. He's everywhere just as God is. You could argue he's not the same being. Obviously, the scripture uses it in different ways. But, you know, he's got all of the power of God. So focusing on Jesus all the time, there's no nothing wrong with that. You know, that that's what scripture tells us to do because he had the perfect life. And he became human so that we could use him as an example. So looking at him and his life all the time is something that, you know, I try to do and I fail at it. But, you know, that's that's how I that's how I live. And, you know, I, I as many of you guys already know, I'm, I'm in between on this topic. I, I don't think it's important to distinguish whether Christ is the same being as God. He clearly, if you believe scripture, has all the power and all the authority of God and always has and has lived forever for all of eternity from the beginning until the end, saying that he's not God or he is God. There's so many dimensions to the Bible. You look at Revelation, you can't understand all of it. We have to understand that we're not God. We're not going to understand everything that's in there. We want to, and I understand your desire to and my desire to, to want to understand all that stuff fully, but for me, I don't understand it fully. There's multiple dimensions in, in scripture and revelation and genesis creation of the world that we can't understand so we have to accept to some extent that we're not going to fully understand it what would you say to victoria if she asked you that question <clears throat> because um, there are people out there who want to know so it's a good question no i I've, I've seen that i know exactly what she's talking about because i visited other churches and the worship of jesus that they have it like, it, like, draws you in. You know what I mean? It feels good. It's like, and, and you look at people who have that relationship with Jesus, and you're a bit envious of that. And I don't have it either, so I know exactly where she's coming from, but I'm not quite where he's at either. <laughs> um, so I don't believe your interpretation of the Scripture, but I do believe the Scripture. But I think that following Jesus doesn't mean following everything he did in his life. It means following the new commandment he gave, and that was to love one another as I have loved you. So 
I don't think we need to study Jesus and do things the same way he did. We just need to follow that commandment. And your and question is, what is your relationship with him? Or how do you, what it mean to believe in him or something? Yeah, and I, like I said, it's um, <clears throat> me, I think, trying to throw logic at it. Because, oh. like I said, if you ask me who Jesus is in my life, I'm only clear up to an extent. Like I said, like, like there's men in my life, I know if I go to them, they will tell me the truth. I, you know what I mean? So to me, that's what Jesus is for me as well. It's like there's a spirit in him, which is God. And I feel that that spirit runs through people that I know. So my question is, am I supposed to worship Jesus in some different way when truth is truth and God is God? God is Anybody want to respond to that? No. Right here. I feel that uh, Jesus is an example of what to live presently like. Um, I strive to be like Jesus, to be Christ-like, and therefore be perfect as he was perfect, be holy as he was holy. Uh, you know, he's the son of God, he's my brother, and um, I'm good with that. I'm really good with that. Um, when you say you strive to be like him, what are you doing? To be perfect, like he said, be perfect as I am perfect. But how are you right. striving to become that way? What, it, what I, actions are you taking? Seeking only seeking the kingdom of God. Yeah. And God changes me. God does everything for oh, me. Okay. I don't. I just I'm want not, to make that clear because we can't right. change ourselves no, I don't, at all. I know oh, that one hundred percent. Either it's a, a divine accomplishment yeah. or it's a self accomplishment. Yeah. And I have nothing to do with what has happened in my life once I started seeking God. Yeah, amazing. And so he's visiting from Detroit. He came here for the men's meeting and stuff. What's your name again? Bill. Oh, yeah, Bill. Any questions, Bill? This is your first Sunday service, right? Right. Any no, questions? No, no, I have oh. no questions. Oh, okay. I'm good. Amazing. Yesterday, can I just share, yesterday I, I was at Manhattan Beach with your shirt on, with your picture, <laughs> and what an amazing day I had Friday and Saturday, uh, when people asked me who was that, the entire thing, I, I was able to explain. They didn't throw eggs at you. Excuse, no, no. Oh. Everyone, everyone that I asked, um, they so many people knew you, um, but so many people asked me. Right. Said, He's amazing, and he just gives you a message that truly, honestly, can bring you back and and get rid of your anger and everything. So, yeah. Amazing. Really amazing. Good, man. Uh, yes, sir. You had your hand? Yes. Okay. You want to respond to Victoria? Um, yeah, so really just, it, it is that. Jesus, uh, so so me, myself, I was a, you know, former Bible thumper, and I would always, like, you know, go go to church and do that thing, but I would always think to myself, we're, we're just putting on a show here. Like, everyone's life is all messed up, but we just put on a front. And we're all just like, you know, praising the Lord, praising Jesus, right? All the songs, Jesus, 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 right? And, but, but we're really miserable. And so what I, what I had learned, and, every, and this, is, this is the thing, is that everyone needs to know this for themselves. So God will reveal that to you because we have the Holy Spirit in us. And it'll, you will know it for yourself. But Jesus was the example of what humanity can be when God is within them and when God, and, and just like how we had been saying here, 
we don't have to do anything to change ourselves because we can't. But God will, once we return to the kingdom, to the Father, He can just work in us to bring us to that, what that perfection is in life. So Jesus was the example, but we're, we're too caught up in, in like making Jesus like some deity, but he's like an unattainable standard. But that's not true. Jesus came so that we can be like him. We can be perfect as he is perfect. And only God can do that, but he was just the example. Right here, then I'll, I'll give you my two cents too. But you're a little street preacher, right? <laughs> When you're out there yelling at the folks, y'all come to Jesus. And they ask you, well, how do we come through Jesus? What would you say? (laughs) To me, Jesus is the light of the world. He's like the doorway. He's like the doorway to get to God. And when you start studying the scriptures, it's true. We're not going to understand because it's a mystery. And but it's to give us the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost of the interpretation of the scriptures to want to strive to do our best. And he, he, does, he does change. He changes you to decrease less of yourself and more. But how him. do you get through him? By reading his word. And that would cause you to get through him? Surrendering. Oh, okay. Surrendering. Right. He's love, loving, you know, loving him, you know, because he's love. He's, I think it's a couple of people said it. He's an example what he left for us. Okay. Yeah. Amazing. Good question. Francisco wanted the last word on this. Then I got to move on. Francisco wanted to tell her. Francisco gave a talk the other night. It was amazing talk huh? to the men. I was stunned. I'm like, what the? Yes. I think the whatever pain she's feeling is exactly what everybody feels and, uh, you know, when you give up yourself and you allow him to work through you, uh, there is a little suffering that comes along with it. Um, suffering is, a, is the road to salvation. And uh, the, the, you know, you're always going to have a little bit of a doubt, you know, a little bit of a fear and unknowing. Um, you know, you're supposed to doubt evil and remember him. And, you know, be still and be still and know. Did any of that help? Yes. And I'm walking away with knowing that it has to be revealed to me because everybody said something slightly different. So if I were to go by. Now you're more confused. huh? No. Mm-mm. No. She's going to go home and get drunk now. <laughs> No, I'm just, um, actually, it helped a lot because, like I said, it is confirmation that it's going to be revealed to me. It's right. not going to be, it's not going to come from somebody in the room. It's, it's, right. everything was helpful. That's what I'm saying. But it was, it, now it, it solidifies what, what, what that is. It has to be revealed. So, yeah. and the way that you believe him, he said that when you believe the son, you believe the father because the father sent the son. And when he, when he was speaking the truth, if you, there's something, a witness inside of us to that truth mm-hmm. that causes us to believe what he's saying. And so once you believe it, it's like, if, like when I say, when you first heard me say, you need to go and forgive, stop hating your mama. And something inside of you registered that that was true. You realize, oh, I need to f- forgive my mother, right? I need to go and forgive. Then you went and forgave. 
So if that witness that testify that what Jesus is saying is true, and so when you believe that truth, it comes from the Father, you believe into the Father. Because we live by faith, we live by belief. And so uh, that's why when a person is born again of God, they become a witness. Just even in this old little world, and, can, and some people who are seeking the Father can hear that witness, and the truth that they are speaking, the Holy Spirit verifies that. Say, hey, that's true. You see that it's true. Then you're on your way. Once we can believe what he said. Yeah. And like I said, I'm, I'm still waking up because I feel that sometimes and then sometimes I don't. And right. I get a little uneasy. So, well, it's um, best to, to know for yourself, like you were saying. Mm-hmm. And you will get to a point where no one will make you doubt it. That's you, what I, yeah, that, that right there is what I'm talking about. Yeah, when I was a, a, a halfway Bible thumper Christian, other people can make me doubt that what I read in the Bible, what I heard. But once you're truly, truly, truly born of the Spirit of God, you can never make you doubt. To, even Satan can't make you doubt anymore because you believed into the Father through the Son. And he is our brother. He did say that uh, um, he is our brother. We, whatever he owned, we own it too because of the Father and we, because we become sons of God. So, But you got to, don't make yourself believe it. Somebody said it, seeking him, you'll find it. It will register because you have the Holy Spirit. All right? Thank you. That's okay. So, um, my biblical question How many people here have love? You are love. You're of love. Love. <laughs> Everybody of love. <laughs> um, I have, to, I have to honestly tell you that people who do not have love is catching hell. It is hell to live in hate or anger. Anyone who has anger has hate, and they are not happy. They're catching hell. They're living in hell on earth. And so you've got to forgive to overcome that. And then you will live in love. And so that's why I ask this question, what is the purpose of love? What is the purpose of love? Right here, Alice's wife. What's the, you have love? Are you of love? Yes. You are. And what is the purpose of love? I can't ask the guys right now because I told them a little bit. We talked about it. We cheated. Oh, yeah. We talked about a little bit on Tuesday night. I mean on Thursday night. But I'll get to them in a minute. Go ahead. Uh, to me, the purpose of love is just to... Why all y'all have on black today? Being kind. It's because of Cheryl. Look at all the ladies in black like they go to a funeral. <laughs> it's a funeral today? It's, <laughs> what it's, the? It's not a funeral. It's a, it's a thing of remembrance. I think she was a, a very much dear friend to it, many of us. Yeah. And we all loved her very much. And so, so y'all decided, let's all wear black? No one decided anything. Nobody said anything to one another. Oh, so y'all it's didn't know y'all all going to be wearing black? Coincidence. Yeah, nobody. Wow, wow women in black. But um, it's it's not a sad day. Um, Cheryl was beautiful, and yeah. I think if anything, uh, we should be celebrating her life. Um, I was a bit taken back yesterday. 
Uh, you were here earlier when we talked about it, right? Yeah, I did. I oh. heard her in the morning, um, so I was driving over. Oh, okay. Um, no, I mean, I, we talked about it this morning. You were not here yes, yet. I, no, I was not. Oh, okay. Yeah. I noticed I, you, I was told you, you put a picture online with you and her. Oh, you follow me? No. My account is private. <laughs> I'm like, I have a private account. <laughs> Isn't that the language of the millennial? You follow me? <laughs> but that was nice that you did that, wasn't it? It was nice that you did it. Yeah, wasn't yeah, it she did a, a lot of uh, uh, super nice Oh, you nice follow things. me? <laughs> Millennials live and die to be followed. No, actually, my account is private, so that's why I was surprised, because I was like, I restrict people who can view my posts. So you don't have anyone following you? I do have close friends and uh, people, family, close friends. That's about it. Oh, okay. It's not public. Right, right on. And um, so what's the purpose of love? <sighs> love, uh, to me, the purpose of love is to just be kind and and. And uh, to be open and to be yourself and, you know, just feeling that, that energy that everyone around you gives you. And it's, it's just when you give love, it's, it's, it's all pure. It's all natural. There's nothing. Um, it's, um, it's just like a, a natural feeling uh, that, that comes through it. Um, so to me, love, if, if you give it, it's, it's all there, it's all around. It's something that makes you be happy and not miserable, like you said. Okay. You, you're just, it gives you life in a way. All right. Um, this young lady want to respond first, then I come here. The young lady right there. You just look like love. <laughs> What's the purpose of love? Oh my goodness. Um, the purpose of love, uh, I would almost say it's just to um, kind of express like all the factors of compassion and kindness and uh, acceptance to other people. I mean, I don't know, I feel like it's, uh, expressing love is almost like the embodiment of the purpose of Jesus' life or like, I don't know, I feel like that was kind of the intention of expressed love, it's expressing God, the Isn't goodness. this an amazing question? It is very Isn't complex. It? Have you ever thought about that? What's the purpose of love? So we hear it all the time. Let's love, don't hate. Let's love, don't hate. Have you thought about, well, what's the purpose of it? Though? I mean, not particularly. I just know my life's better when there's love in it. Right. Absolutely. Is this your first time here? Yes. Oh, it is? Look, my face is Oh, no, where do you hide it? <laughs> Oh, yes. No, How did you hear about us? Um, my friend, actually. He introduced me, and I was like, oh, I'm willing to come see what it's about. So. Right on. Any questions about or disagreements or anything? No, I'm no, I'm just listening. Oh, okay. It's nice. I haven't been in a church environment since, like, a year, so it's really nice to yeah, right be on. immersed. Well, I'm glad you're here. Thank you. All right. Um, right here. I want to know what love is. <laughs> Every time I say that, I hear that song. <laughs> yes. What is the purpose of love? Are you of love now? Um, 
So I, I thought of the the question uh, throughout the week, and um, you know, I, I thought, you know, what's the purpose of love, and try to figure it all out, and I just couldn't really find the purpose. And the only thing that would come to mind is that it's there to combat the hate, like it's it's the opposite of of hate, and so. Um, that's the purpose of love is to uh, be the the contrary to hate, and just like there's light and there's dark, there's love and there's hate, and that's that's what came to mind. Oh, okay. How about you? Uh, <clears throat> so were you guys surprised to see everybody had on black? Well, we were we're gonna hang, uh, hang out later on, so uh, yeah. That's why you wore black. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Evidently. <laughs> oh, Jesse. Okay. Um, I mean, what I what I came up with was, I mean, just so we can live and not die. And when you say so we can live, what do you mean? Like so we can have life in us, because when you hate, like you have, you die. You're yeah. Dying. One thing for sure, if you have one iota of anger in you, anger is hatred. You are dying. You're not, your eyes are open, but you're dying. Absolutely. Good. Okay. Yes. Yeah, in the back. Um, I think I was asking myself this question before even hearing you. And I came to the conclusion that because I was giving, like, I was just trying to understand it. And it, I just came to the conclusion that it was really just for God wills to be done. Like, if we love, if we're in love, we're literally just in God's will. Like, and everything he says and everything he plans for us and for everybody around us, it just aligns and it gets together in a perfect way. So for me, that's the purpose of love. It's just to not, like, go against what God is or in His or in the way of God. Because oh, okay. when you're on hate, it's just you're always going in, in the way of what you should be like how you should be acting or how you should be, you know, giving yourself. All right. Amazing. The young lady right next to you had her hand. Hi, Jessica. Hey, the purpose of love. Purpose of love, um, I think it's just walking in a godly way. I just would like to share a little bit of a testimony I had shared um, a couple weeks ago that I forgave my dad. Um, and my dad has three kids from his first marriage, right. and um, his second child is uh, a man. And um, he called me yesterday. They were hanging out, and that uh, my brother wanted to know about me, and he handed me the, um, the phone to him, and we just started talking, and it's just like, just so amazing how he's working in my life, God is, you right know, just on. how he's working my dad's life as well. And it just... I think that's what love is, you know. I've forgiven my dad, and I love him. And now, like, I feel like our family's like in a way reuniting, and I'm so excited to like get to know my brother. And, right on. Yeah, I just thought that would be a good example. Amazing. Uh, with the guys who were not here Thursday night. Oh, good. All right, right here. You look like you want to tell me. <laughs> Had you thought about this question before I made a biblical question? No, I haven't. I didn't think about it, uh, no. But it, it's been on my mind all week. Oh, good. I, you know, I, I mentioned Thursday that God wants us to think on these kind of things. He doesn't want you to think about what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, where you're going to live, who your friends are, who your friends are not. You know, he wants you to think on things that are about him. 
And it's so amazing, too, when you do that. He wants you to think about these things. And then he will reveal them to you. All right? Yes. So the purpose of love. I think that love is God's greatest gift to mankind. Yeah. And I think that would be, since love does have purpose, it would be to give us the ability to be caring, honest, um, and it gives us those things. If you have love, you can be caring, honest, grateful, giving. And I think that's the purpose is to, to be able to do those things for other people and yourself. Oh, okay. Amazing. Do you young lady want to respond? What's um, the purpose of love? I always say to myself, I treat others the way I want to be treated. And I feel like as long as you have love in your heart and you are someone that is showing compassion towards others, um, right. that that's, you know, how I, I would want to be treated. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Amazing. And then Mark. Okay. I think it's uh, to give life. To give life? Yeah. You're just saying that because you made a second baby, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> he made a second baby, now he gave it life. <laughs> He like, come on, let me give you some life. <laughs> no, I'm playing. No, I basically agree with what Grace said. Uh, you know, hatred destroys. How you say the the pain on the house and everything. You know, yeah. it destroys everything. And when you do right by people, not like this fuzzy feeling stuff, but when you just do right by people, they 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 get life. You know, they can count on you. They can, okay. uh, you know, you just. Um, I think one time you said it's our natural state of being. It's the way that um, God shines through us. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Last word. Then I got to move on here. What's the purpose? You're a little street preacher too, right? <laughs> when you're out there praying open to the air. Lord, come to Jesus. Open air preaching in the public arena. Oh. O- open air preaching? <laughs> yeah. Open in the air. public arena. Yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing. What is the purpose I of I really love? love this question. I recently lost um, my brother. In, um and he aspired yes oh was and he sick yes oh okay yeah yeah um so it, it i did ponder on that question a lot um being that uh he's my immediate family you know my older brother there's a lot that i could have done um to because you you kind of feel regret because you could have been there you could have done things for him to just a hug could go a long way, things like that. So, so your brother was ill, and you didn't go around. Yeah, I just I didn't know he had um, some of you know things going on, diabetes being one of them. Right. <clears throat> um, so it kind of like. And so, if you had known, you would have done more for him. I, mm, well, that's the thing. I the thing is, I put him in. Um, I kind of judged him because he, I put him in a category where that love couldn't penetrate yeah. you know get get through them so that made me think about that question a lot because to me the purpose of love is to be giving of yourself to be a servant to others yeah and uh and uh not necessarily because it is unconditional but not necessarily as a, a receiver of it but because you you know that saying that says it's better to give than to receive and i understand that because if you're in the needing you don't you know you don't want to be at need but if you but if you can do for others and and uh that that makes that makes me think that's the purpose of love. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so you feel guilty about not doing more for your brother before he aspired? I did have guilt. And and if you did you didn't know he was sick, right? 
the, I knew he had some, you know, like asthma things going on with him. Right. But but the fact that he didn't have, in a sense, uh, secure like um, uh, he was unst- un- he had instability, and because of the instability part, and I thought to myself, I wish, I, not that I wish, but I thought to myself at one time that I wanted to give him shelter, things like that, but it wasn't just up to me. I, but I never pursued it, like to try to help him out in any way. You know, because I, I, I judged him. Yeah. I judged him, and that kind of, I put him in Do a you category. you feel guilty about not helping him or, or judging him? The judging part made me just be okay with myself because I didn't have to do for him. Oh, I see. Yeah. So I think giving and being a servant, just like but Jesus. But don't hold on to guilt because God is not punishing you for that. It's enough to see, oh, I, I could have helped or whatever, if you want to. But don't judge yourself for it. No. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if you do that, then it'll lead to something else and something else. You couldn't help just yeah. whatever, you know, just let it go. But he, he taught me a lesson because, because of that. Yeah, and the lesson is that you judged him. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but don't hold on to guilt. All right? All right. Okay. Right here, last word. Uh-huh. I know the answer. Oh, yeah, you were here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, tell them the answer. You were here. He's from, De- you're from, where are you from? Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. He is a. Oh, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, um, but I actually, He live in the hood. I do. Are West you side. from the hood of Baltimore? I've lived there for a while. In the hood? Kind of. And you got out of there, huh? Yeah, I got out of there. Uh, you going back? Uh, I just moved out here uh, last month. You remind me of something. Crime in South Central L.A., Inglewood, South Central, East L.A., is out of control. It is so bad over there now, I don't want to go over there. They are killing each other in the streets. They are raping women in the alleys. They are, they are breaking in, all kind of stuff. It's gone mad over there now. Over there on Crenshaw and Slauson area. I'm like, what the? And that's because they they can do it now and get away with it. The police is not coming. Um, and if they catch them, they're not going to jail. They can, they can let them out. Let's say that they went to jail for a minute. They would go and hear a judge, and the judge would say, okay, you got to come back for your hearing, right? They let them go back into the community until they're hearing because there's a no bail thing now. And now they've gone out of control over there. In the day, at night, it's, it's scary. So I would recommend y'all be careful going through that neighborhood. Isn't that something? Mary lived in the hood, right? So where in the hood? Did she live in the hood, Mary? I mean, not Mary, but Cheryl. Well, is, that, that ain't the hood. Well... <laughs> She lives in Inglewood, but it's not. She lives on Western or something, right? No, she lives on Van Ness, just before Manchester. Before that's the hood. And, well, I mean, they I, have very nice houses over there, though. Yeah, they have nice houses. They have very nice houses over there, but the crime is through the roof. So y'all be careful over there, Mary. I drive through. Well, drive real fast. <laughs> my uncle, my I, uncle, lived in that area, and he was like. Are you coming over for some barbecue? I'm like, no thanks, huh? Your barbecue is good, but it ain't that good. I want them to uh, mail it to me. 
it's, it's, it's too bad that people go out of control like that. But that's what happened. We have anger. Uh, we did. We showed on the show this week. At least two people over in Chinatown in San Francisco, some black guy just walked up to the old people and knocked them out just for the fun of it. <coughs> yeah, kill one, an old, a old Asian person. How do human beings so get to a point you have no feeling for your fellow man at all? But that's what happens when you have anger. You'll be surprised. Anger is serious. It's evil. And when you have that, it's deeper than what you think. It really is. It destroys. And it's amazing that this is happening like this. Yes, I'm sorry. So this young man ran for, uh, Giovanni ran for? City council president. City council president in, in your city. I could have used your vote, man. <laughs> <laughs> One more would have put us over the top. Yeah. <laughs> So he's going to try it again. Don't give up. But anyway, what's the purpose of love? So uh, when you gave us the answer um, Thursday or, or your response, um, it actually made me think about something else. Okay. Um, because doesn't love and hate then serve the same purpose? So the, the response you gave was love is like the energy, um, you know, that, that's within us or that, that's around us that drives us to do you know, the things we do. Right. Um, so as I thought about it that night, then I thought that love and then hate would be, would serve the same purpose because if we live in hate, then no, that's what's, you know, driving our it's actions a, and, and emotions um, and, and what we do. But it's the spirit of darkness. It destroys. It doesn't right. give life. Right. Oh, okay. So, so it's just the opposite. It serves the same purpose in that it's the driving force. Right. right? And love is the driving force that, that, um, you know, presents life and, and gives life and builds and, and encourages. Right. So hate would be the opposite. Which yes. It serves the same purpose and, and it drives it our drives our actions. Absolutely. Amazing. What I realized, my little two cents, what I realized about love, it is all of that what you said and more. In love, all things are possible. Healing is possible. You can raise the, uh, the dead because you have no doubt. Um... It is the life force. It's the life of God that made a home in us. And it, it's like his energy, his spirit. And it, you can stay with it. You'll see. After a while, you're going to see it's much more than what I even imagined that it is. It's everything. It is life. And in that life, everything you want, everything you need, you would never doubt. It's, it's an energy that heals the body, heals the mind, everything. And it prevents you from hating your enemy. So it is all that, too. But it's much more, more, much more, because it is the nature of God. Just think about that. Before, before you go and forgive, Satan's nature is in you. And it's nothing but destruction. You're dying. You're insecure. You're jealous. You're envious. You are trying to destroy others. You destroy your own family. Because it's all dark. It's all hatred. You can't help yourself. So likewise, when you go and forgive, you enter into the kingdom. It's all love. And you're growing in that. Like a little baby, you're growing in that love. And the more you grow, the more you realize how amazing it really is. And the Bible says, I think the Bible says, God is love, right? And, and just think, he's everything. And now that you become his son and daughter, you're going to weep everything that he is. 
because he will take care of you. It is more than just forgiving mama or, or, or forgiving your enemy, even though that will happen too. It's life force itself. It has a natural energy and everything. You can stop. That's why you can stop taking your little pot pills and everything because you get the energy from God. It's when you're in the hatred that you need something, an extra boots, you know, to make you go and do what you got to do. But it's life itself. That's why God said those who are with hatred, they're dying. Those who uh, overcome hatred and come to the light, you are living. And you can't even imagine what it is. You'll grow into it. But it's perfect. I want you guys to think about that because you need to think on these things. Don't worry about all the other madness. All those simple things like what you're going to wear, what you're going to eat, that'll come. He'll provide that. But he wants you to know him. He wants a personal, a real relationship with you. You're his son or daughter. He wants that with you. He doesn't want you to suffer on earth. People who have anger are suffering around the world. It's no, they have the same excuses. It's the same everything around the world. And it doesn't matter what your race is. It, it's weird. And I, I'm learning this from counsel with folks. They got the same story, the same excuses. It's the same everything. And the way out is the same. You got to return to the Father. It's no different. So it's funny. We think that we are different than one another, and we're not. It's whatever spirit you serve. And that's why I want, I'm telling you, don't be so one with the world that you use the same language and everything of the world because you'll forget God's ways. And you'll, be, you'll find yourself doing what the world, and you'll hate on each other, you'll judge each other. you find yourself, so many Christians are trying to destroy each other today because they forgot about the love. The, the language that's out there now is hate. And they pretend that it's love. So try to remember. Let me take Hermes first and then it is everything, folks. It's light unto your feet. And the thing I like about uh, real love, it will cause you to overcome the world. You cannot make yourself overcome the world. You know, I've been hearing all my life, overcome the world, be in the world, but not of it. And I'm like, all right, I'm not going to do it. Why? Get out of church. But he will cause that. His life force that's inside of you will cause you to overcome the world. So don't worry about it. You can't, of ourselves, we can do nothing. We can absolutely do nothing. Is there anyone here who is not convinced that of yourself you can do nothing? Oh, you are convinced of it. Oh, good. Yes, Hermes. Yeah, that sounds, sounds great. Um, but I don't feel like you answered. <laughs> it doesn't really answer the question. That sounds like you're answering what is love and not what is the purpose, the purpose of love. The purpose of love is give you life to heal your body, to guide your way, to provide, to, uh, to cause you to become strong from within, to overcome your weakness, overcome death. Gotcha. That's the purpose. Is it also to draw people to God? Those who are seeking, they will see the light in you, and that will draw them unto you. Absolutely. Thanks. Just like you can see darkness in people, once you overcome that darkness, you can see the light in you as well. And, and it all makes sense. Just think about it. If Satan your daddy, you just like Satan. Right? 
You know, everybody who has anger, they're just like Satan. They're their daddy. And then if God is your God and he's of love, why would you be like your daddy? You know what I mean? It's everything. Where am I? Okay, Francisco here and then here. Okay. Yes. The way I see it, the way I see it, um, you know, God sitting in heaven and he desired to have somebody have what he has and, you know, he, he wanted something to love him, so he designed and made man so that man could love him. And that's why he designed man. And uh, so he made the first man and the first woman, and, then, and he told them, uh, you can't do this. And, of course, what does a three-year-old child do when you tell him you can't have chocolate or have a cookie? Go have the cookie. And that's the purpose of love? Well, this is, this is the purpose. Gave them a choice to choose against them. Oh, okay. And they actually, their eyes were closed. They didn't know they were choosing evil. But, but they I, I want you all to know that is much more than what you, we've been talking about here. That there's a purpose to love. And that love is to give life. To make and, more love. And whatever life in, entails. It's everything. He, oh, I know another reason I wanted to tell you about this is because when I talk to people, they are all complaining about trying to overcome the fallen state. You know, that, those things you get into when you're in the fallen state, whatever it might be. A lot of people are trying to make themselves overcome that. And when they can't, they judge themselves for it. And when they judge themselves, it gets worse. Not realizing that they can't do it. You can't do anything of yourself. What, I don't care what it is that you're into. You can't make yourself so. The focus should be on the heart, salvations of the heart. The focus should be on coming back to God. And, and then he will, his love will get rid of all your junk that you picked up. So it's a waste of time, number one, hating yourself for it, judging yourself for it. You got into it because you were turned away from God towards Satan. So you pick up all his stuff. All right? Uh, and so it's a mistake to hate yourself for it. There's nothing you can do about it. And it's a mistake to hate others for it because no one is better than anyone. Everyone born in sin. So we got to go through that. So stop fighting with that stuff. God cares about your heart and he will clean your house up once you become his son or daughter. Stop judging yourself for being an alcoholic or drug addict or lesbian or homosexual or liar or living in South Central and killing each other or Whatever. Really, it's all spiritual, and we really can't do anything about it. But we've been misled. We've been told that we need to clean the junk up. And when people judge you, they judge you not because of your heart. They judge you for what they think you do. Have you noticed that? Oh, she's a prostitute. So they hate the prostitute. But God doesn't judge the prostitute. He's looking at the heart. He wants to bring you back to him. But in our fallen state, we judge the prostitute. You know what I'm saying? That's wrong. It's not going to help you or the prostitute to judge them or for them to judge themselves. It's about love. It's about changing the heart from evil to good. And then everything will happen. Okay. Where am I? Oh, give it to... That means anybody just... Well, I'll ask in a minute. Go ahead, man. 
Um, so, I'm fo- um, you know, you're not supposed to judge the junk. That's not the focus. The focus is the heart. Right. And so, um, so let's say you're there. Where does um, enduring fit when, Good question. when you're there? You know how, let me see. I'll just use this because you used it yourself, all right? So the world already know. <laughs> One time I had to yell at Nick on the radio show, my producer. <laughs> and he got mad because I yelled at him on the radio. Did y'all know he get mad? And uh, so when I came out of the studio... I could see that he was mad. He couldn't even look at you. Because when people are mad, they can't look at you. <laughs> Joel used to do that too. Uh, and then he finally thought about it, and he apologized for being angry, and he said, well, I was only angry because I worried about what other people think about you yelling at me on the radio. You know what I'm saying? That's where the ego come in. You feel that pain of the ego of being embarrassed, and, and don't do anything about it. Don't doubt it. Don't run away from it. Relax in it. Now you have God, because that's ego, right? Now you have God to fight that for you. So you're enduring it. Satan telling you in your head, oh, now everybody thinks you're weak. Jesse's yelling at you. Let that pass too, and God would destroy it. And then when I yell at you, it would mean nothing to you, because you wouldn't care what people think about you. He would destroy the ego. Anyone that cares what someone else thinks about you, what they say about you, it's all ego. That's not real. It doesn't make sense. But God would get rid of that. You can't get rid of that because it's all ego. It's of Satan. It's all pride. And everybody want to look good, right? So now that we come back to God, he will fight that. And you will feel the embarrassment, the pain of it. And Satan tell you all this crap. But just go through it, go on with your day. Uh, don't act like you're in pain. Just do what you need to do, and he's taking care of it. That makes sense? You ever had ego pain other than that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we have him. Once we return to the Father, he will fight our battles for us because it's a warfare between good and evil. Evil does exist, and it's mean. Yes, sir. Speak about the biblical question. I've been thinking about it since uh, Thursday night. Yeah, the purpose of love. Is it? I don't know. Okay, it's on. Okay. Yeah, it's on. Okay. Um, yeah, and I was kind of trying to think of a specific kind of answer, kind of like Irma said. I was thinking there was a very kind of like concise answer. Usually, you ask a question, it's kind of like a game, you know, to come up with like the exact little yeah. answer, you know. So I was thinking about it from that standpoint. I agree with a lot of what people said and what you said that love is, but I was trying to come up with a shorter answer. Um, sorry, not what love is. I have an opinion the about purpose that. purpose of love, yeah. Because what love is, I think it's very misunderstood. People think it's an emotion. It's not. It's not. Uh, but the purpose of love, I was trying to answer your question in like one little uh, sentence. I think uh, I thought that it would be uh, that is to uh, to expand the kingdom of God. The purpose is to expand the kingdom of God? Yeah, to grow the kingdom. Yeah. Meaning bring more people in? Yeah, everything. Oh, okay. that the, the, the people talk about what love is and what the purpose of it is. is well, definitely love draw, draw, draw people unto him, for sure. Those who are seeking it. 
they were fighting. But it's just much more than what I even imagined it was. And I'm sure it's even more because I'm growing in it and learning as I go. So it's even much more than that. Yeah. Everything that everybody said about purpose of love fits within growing the kingdom of God. So. Okay. You don't Whatever. agree? You don't agree? If you say to draw more people unto him, if you mean that, then yes. Yeah, I mean, that's the that's, that's same, same thing, plan. right? Yeah, yeah, same yeah thing. absolutely. Yeah. And if ever we needed love, we need it now. <laughs> we need it now. Amen. Yes, sir. I have a question. Okay. And then the young man. Okay. So this is based on the, um, the purpose and love and the ego itself. Um, I feel like the purpose of love is to detach from materialistic needs because yes. it's I feel like it's all part of the ego you 100%. think it's you think it's love but it's like it's more like needing that high it's like uh hard to explain but it's like um and about the ego is like um I I noticed that um I would get him you know like when you, you get t- trapped in your head it's like it's very hard to like um just let it pass by it's like it's almost like it, it's too strong to um, to overcome it. Yeah. Don't fight with it. It's enough to see that, and he'll fight it for you. It's a spirit. Everything is spiritual, right? And so we, you, that's why God, it's God who allows you to see that you are not your thoughts. They're, they're not coming from him. And as long as you can see that, you'll be fine. Just as Nick and I was talking about, you have to endure that. And just know that it's a lie. Um, don't fight with it. Don't judge yourself with it. Just relax and go with your day, and you'll be fine. So in other words, by enduring, you, you just let it happen. Just don't do anything about it. Absolutely. And in, in, in enduring it, you're also building faith in God because you will see that he will come and help you with that. He'll take it away, and that will give you faith in him, cause faith to grow. And even more so, you trust him and everything because now you're starting to see that, wow, he's helping me. You know, it's finally working, right? And so do nothing about it. Don't judge yourself. Just know you're in a thought and it's not true. And you'll be fine. It's building faith in God. Gotcha. All right. Good question, man. Yes, sir. Oh, did I see you here? Okay. Is this helping a little bit? I didn't know that, you know, I heard it before. Of ourselves, we can do nothing. Of ourselves, we know nothing. Um, but yeah, it didn't make, it didn't ring, it didn't register. Because every time a situation would happen, I would try to do something about it. I didn't know you literally cannot do anything about it. Because Satan would tell you right away, you need to do something. You need to do something, right? And you find yourself trying to do something, but there's nothing you can do. Just think about your life. Think about your own life. There's nothing about your life that you can do anything about. So why not relax and accept it? So that his will be done. Okay, sorry. I guess on on that point, um, I don't like disagree with anything that you're saying. I just, it's a little disheartening in a way because... Uh, <laughs> Well, I, I went and forgave my parents in December. Yes. Um, and, you know, it was, like, right after a breakup and stuff. And, like, I'm still 
I'm still like having like nightmares. I feel like I'm enduring, but I feel like that's like kind of all I'm doing. Like I'm just every day, like I have this like anxiety and I feel like, uh, I don't know, like I know you, you talk about how it's like, you know, you go and forgive and then God will take these things away from you. Um, but <laughs> I don't know if I'm being like impatient or like what's going on, but I just. So you broke up with a girl and you're going through that now? Yeah, we broke up in December and then like, you know. Like, and, and now you go through all this pain and yeah. anxiety well, and things and like that. The, one of the things that I'm like wondering is like, how do you, how are you supposed to like date, I guess? Because like I've just, well, it's like <laughs> While so, going through that pain, I wouldn't be thinking about dating. Well, no, 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 no. I don't want to for like a while, but like I just. Um, <laughs> Can you imagine enduring? Oh, I wouldn't have, have a date. <laughs> no, no, no. No, I just. I, I think about it because I've I've recognized I think I told you last time I was here that like there's been this like repeating pattern in my relationships where it's just like especially if I like really like the person I yeah. just can't, it like goes horribly wrong <laughs> and like I just don't want that to keep happening so in my mind I'm like you know I think about it and all I can really think is like if it seems to be going really well, I should probably get out of it. Like, like as soon as possible. Like, if I'm feeling that, like, infatuation or something, I feel like that's bad now. Because it's like, every time that I've felt that, it's like, it's like this building, and it's like going really well, and then there's this, like, flip, and everything goes really wrong afterwards. Right. So, like... Because that stuff is not real. How do that that love-hate thing right. are both evil. Well, so how, like, not love. how are you supposed to do it then? I, don't, I just don't understand. Right. Like, well, like, how do you go, you meet a girl, you like her. I don't know. Like, what do you, like, how is it supposed to work out? Like, if you, you know what I mean? I, I do. I really still, do. I really don't get it. Like, I'm, <laughs> I know that sounds like pathetic, but I'm just like. No, it doesn't. I totally understand. It's like. It's Anybody like who has ever dated, man or woman, they yeah. understand that. Yeah. Really do. So it doesn't sound pathetic at all. Yeah. But what you don't know is that now that you're going through this, enduring this pain with uh, breaking up with this woman, right. if you allow yourself to endure it and don't blame her, don't right. blame anyone, mm-hmm. just know that you made that woman your God. Right. <clears throat> and now your God is gone. Right. And that's why you're having the ego pain. If you allow yourself to go through that, you will overcome it, right. and you will never go through that again. How, okay. You will date in the right way. You'll see how to do it in the right way. Okay. B- so, because beforehand, you were doing it in darkness. Right. And now that you come back to the Father, and the light and kill, destroy the darkness. So I was just kind of doing, like, maybe I was just letting it happen in, like, sort of a... I wasn't being conscious of like what was happening. Yes, you didn't. You weren't aware what you were doing beforehand. So like, if she's like building my ego or something, like in the future, I might recognize that and be like, you know, like maybe like do something to sort of like, you know what I mean? Just do something differently. Or if she's like, say for instance, she's sending (coughs) me like salacious photos or something, and so in the future, I might be like, no, I don't really want to do this that way, that yeah. sort of thing. Number one, I wouldn't think about the future, right? because it's not here. All you have is now, <laughs> yeah. so don't plan it, man. I'm not, I'm not trying to plan it. Nah. I'm just like wondering what it would look like. Don't even worry about it. You will see. <laughs> you will see. You will see how to date in the right way. Yeah. You will never have to go through this again. God, I hope not. Really. <laughs> 
because the ego is dying and God is becoming your God. Right. And so if and when you get involved, after this is over, once you, and if you get involved with another woman, she should never be your God because the order is back now. Right. God is your God. Mm-hmm. And so you would never let anybody, anything or any, anything be your God again, no matter what it is. You won't be able to help yourself. Okay. I, I hope you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Man, cause, no, yeah, for real. That, that like ego pain, I don't know. I'd rather like get my arm cut off or something. You know? It's crazy. It's rough, huh? It's so bad, dude. <laughs> yeah. And how are you dealing with it? I, well, I was smoking cigarettes for a long time, uh, <laughs> and I would go on a lot of, like, drives and go to the gym and stuff. I'd smoke a cigarette, go to the gym, get out and smoke another cigarette. Like, <laughs> um, but I haven't smoked a cigarette in, like, three days, so maybe that's, like, Good, taken man. away from me. I don't yeah. know, but I don't, don't want to call it too soon. If you do smoke, let's say, yeah, let's say it gets so rough. Yeah. And you go and smoke a cigarette, right? Yeah. I want you to notice how you feel a little better. Yeah. And the pain is not that rough now, right? Right. But that's a false God saving you from it, but you're really not overcoming it. Right. You don't want to reach outside for anybody or anything to overcome it. Yeah. And I've been trying not to do that and not like, um, I don't know, like if I'm feeling bad. Just, I, I try not to like call anybody. Right. Just be like, hey, what's going on, man? Like, I know. I try to just like let it happen. Yeah. You know? But I found that I'm like, yeah, I'm spending a lot of time alone and stuff. So it's like, it's kind of hard, you know. But, and it's not you that's dying. It's that thing that made a home in you. It's a spirit. But it's a spirit of darkness. Yeah. And now you have the light destroying the darkness. And you'll be fine, but you got to stay with it. And they'll say, why me? Have you said that yet? <laughs> or less, yeah, like <laughs> one way or another, sure. And they'll say, how long is this going to last? Oh, yeah, that one I ask like <laughs> every day. No. Right. I ask it in, you know, yeah. rel- relative solitude. I'm isolated when I'm asking these questions. I'm not. Yeah, but no, just let God's will be done. And just endure. He's with you. And the reason you're feeling that pain it's because it is dying. The spirit is dying and it doesn't want to leave you. And it made a home in your body, but now it's subject to God. Before it was subject, the body was subject to it, but, and, but now that spirit is subject to the light. And he's taking care of it. So rejoice in each time. Don't, don't. It's hard to rejoice, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not, yeah. Yeah. But uh, just relax and go through it, man. You'll be fine. All right. Endure it. And if it gets so heavy, ask God, help me with this. This is rough. He'll help you. Thanks, Jesse. All right. Have you gone and forgiven your mother? Me? Um, I didn't go up to my mother and forgive her, but <laughs> I'd like to think it's something that I'm working with internally. My mother's not someone you can talk to and be like, I forgive you. Nobody mother is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome yes. aboard. But you got to go up to her, yeah. unless she won't let you. That way you get your courage back, and God will forgive you. All right? And then you'll know what the purpose of love is. Right here. Any questions about that? No, thank you. Okay. But stay with it, man. Endure it. And don't let anyone talk to you out of it. You'll be fine. All right? 
Ain't that right, Nick? <laughs> Nick doesn't want y'all to see him. <laughs> uh, yes? Oh, just uh, you actually answered the question that I had. So, oh, okay. I'm good. I'm good. Okay. Yes, sir. Last question. One thing I noticed is, um, it, like, when you're saying love, I think love is, like, so complex that as soon as you trust God, that the, the, the love that you think, since it's so complex, it just kind of flows out of you. Like, you trust What do you mean God. by complex? Just, like, you know, because my, my sister and my brother, my sister... You know, I think she's living in the fallen state, so she's kind of like constantly trying to do things that she thinks is love. Right. Like she said, "Oh, you know, I, I, uh, you know, I clean, I fixed up my parents' bathroom, you know, or whatever." And I said, "Oh, did they ask you?" And she's like, "No, no, they, you know, that's I'm just being loving," and I'm just thinking that's not love, or right. whatever. Like that's you think it is, yeah. you know, because you made up something because either that or, or you're just trying to find some way to like get over your pain or whatever yeah. that is. I, I don't know. but So I just started thinking, oh, love is very complex. It's not just that simple. Of- but God's love is very, very mama mia, ula, delicious. Very simple. It is so simple that it's hard to put words to it. But that's what I'm saying. It, it's, 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 it, it's that's where sim- you have to go, ula. It's simple when you put it, when you put trust in, in God so much. Like him doing it through you is so simple, but it the way it reaches out to everything is so complex that you don't even understand what like what's gonna happen is what I'm. But saying. I don't know what you mean by that. Like, like say, like say, um, I trust God that um, I'm gonna. I trust God so much that that I'm just flowing in with life. You know what I mean? And I'm happy within myself. I'm ha- I'm content. And me going up to the store, just going to do something. Um, it, you know, some lady needs money, and then she couldn't pay for something. And I just go real quick, and I, oh, I have a dollar. It's real quick, you know. That that act of, you know, could be love that reached to someone else, that reached to someone else. That she's like, oh, someone help me, you know, whatever. So I, you know, just things like that. Oh, I think, I think it reaches further than what we even imagine, but we just need to keep it simple on our end. I got you, got you now. Yeah, I remember Oprah used to tell people to go be kind to one another today. And so when you drive through the McDonald line to pay for the person behind you, anybody ever done that? It's so weird. That's weird. (laughs) Because you're doing it thinking you're doing love, but it's all ego. You just feel good about doing it because everybody else did it. Right? What I last thing I've learned before we have to go is there's no love. Nobody loves nobody. Families don't love one another. Friends don't love one another. Boyfriend, girlfriends don't love one another. Uh, nobody. There's no love. It's all fake. And that's why you can so easily turn on each other and hate one another and all that because you don't have that real love. All that passionate stuff is all fake. There is no love anywhere. Isn't that amazing? And you wonder, why do I get along with you? Why can't we get along? It's not love. You don't have that love. You've got to return to the Father. You really do. 
it's time for it. We knew this at one time, but um, we have allowed the children of the lie to destroy the homes, the schools, the churches, and everything. So there's not a big discussion about it anymore. They talk about love, but they're talking about that emotional stuff that destroys that passion that they, they think is love. But that's not love. It's not love at all. We got to bring love back. All right. Any questions about anything? Any disagreement with any of that? Yes. No disagreement, but uh, I know that you said we of ourselves can do nothing. Um, is that a, is that in the scripture, or you, you yes. said you heard it somewhere? I heard it first from the scriptures. Okay. Yeah. So it does say. Because I was going to say, how about ourselves? We can do nothing. That. We know nothing. So, and, and like, I do see that, that that is true because no matter if I try to change something of myself, I, I can't. Right. Um, so, but you base, you saw it for yourself too. Like yes. You, I, after I asked God to let me see myself. Yeah. That, because I realized I couldn't change anything. And I'm like, you know, I'm sick of this. I'm, I'm not going to even try anymore. And I asked God to let me see myself. That was to begin and awaken up to that. And when you really, really, really get to know yourself, and you really, 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 really think about it, you're going to see there's nothing you can do. So you might as well get up and go to work, work out at the gym, whatever. But trying to change yourself, you might as well stop that. You cannot do it. Okay? So stop being mad about it. He's not mad about it. He cares about the heart. So it's so easy, right, to just let it go. Yeah. And, like, the um, the reason, like, mental health is so, like, through the roof and it's getting worse, like, no one's getting any better. Right. Is because we're trying to overcomplicate it and call it all these names. Yes. Instead of just saying it's evil, or it, it's a spirit, right? Right. Because when you say it's a spirit, it sounds like taboo. It sounds like you're talking about voodoo or something. Like, it sounds, right. you sound crazy. Yeah. But... They're not going to tell you that it's a spirit because they need to make money off you. If they call it LSD, <laughs> STD, whatever, right? ADHD. That costs money. Yeah. Now you got to buy some medication. You got to pay them $250 an hour. So. They keep you coming back forever until they find out you run out of money. Now you're on Medicare and you can't afford it. But that's why they put a name. But as a daughter of God, you got to know for yourself, it's a spirit that made a home in me. There's nothing that anyone can do about it. And it's like what the young man was saying. He's going through that now. And he, did you say you feel, uh, what was that word you just used? Anxiety or something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, anxiety. Let it have that, yeah. And, but if he went to a therapist and he told a therapist with a degree, oh, I feel so, I feel anxiety. I feel like jumping off the bridge. She would write him up a medication. Mm-hmm. She wouldn't tell him, you know what, man? Endure it. Don't hate it. Don't blame. Don't complain. God is with you. Yeah. She's not going to tell him that, or he won't tell him that, because it doesn't make money. And, that, and so everybody around him crazy, right? But they're on medication, and it's a spiritual craziness. Medication can't help it. That makes sense. But even so, they just have to realize that they of themselves can do anything about it, and then God will take it. They away. have to realize what they have to seek God and 
endure it, endure the pain. Yes. And eventually they will see the light. Right? 100%. If he stays with that and don't complain yeah. and don't, don't try to tell God to hurry up and yeah. It's like getting a whooping for being wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, you ever, you, your daddy ever whoop you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Black people used to give us whooping, and you'd be wondering, when is this going to end? <laughs> they be doing it with a, a switch or a belt or, or whatever's in, close to them. And they're like, whooping you, whooping you. And you're like, when are you going to stop? Don't do that with God. Because who are you that you should not suffer? Christ suffered, and his suffering was much more than what we can even imagine. So you got to suffer and let that thing die as well. That makes sense? Yeah. Okay. That's it. All right. <laughs> All right. Did you have a question? You had your hand? I was going to ask. And then the last question here, we out. I watched this other video of this guy on YouTube, uh, Steve Franson. I don't know if anybody here knows Steve Franson, but he's a he's a commentator on YouTube, or he was. He got removed. He got deplatformed. But um, he uh, he was he critiques like different videos and stuff. And there's this like, I think it's called like, and now this or something like that, where it's like these people like sit down and they they have like three people on one side and three people on another side, and they have like differing opinions or whatever. It's like some BuzzFeed thing or something. But um, uh, he was, like, commentating on it, and it was about, like, um, like raising kids, I think, and they were talking about, like, spanking your children. And Steve kind of, like, paused it and was, like, saying that, like, he doesn't believe in spanking your kids because it, like, shortcuts thinking or something like that. And then one of the guys in the video had said that he follows more, like, the biblical uh, teaching, which is, like, I forget what it is exactly, but it's like, you know... It, it, spare anybody, the rod or something? Yeah, spare the rod. Um, right. That sort of thing. Thank you, Raymond. So, like, what do you, what do you think about that? Like, what, it, I think there is a time for it. Yeah. But you have to be of love so you can see the right time and the right spirit to do it with. Okay, so, like, not the, out of The anger, problem obviously. is parents are doing it, now, if they're still doing it. All right. But they're doing it with hate and not with love. Yeah, my parents used to hit me, and they were, like, pissed. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> He's in church. <laughs> but yeah, they do it with hate and not love, and that's why the problem is created. Right. But if they did it with perfect love, it wouldn't be a trauma. All right? All right. Cool. Thanks. Uh, last word. This young man in the black. I guess, uh, it's not really a question, but I just about the love, the purpose of love is, I thought, I just think it's important to distinguish, like, uh, I think I've heard you say it, passionate love from dispassionate love. Right. And we talked last weekend on about, uh, like, your generation didn't complain a lot more. You're, especially your generation. You guys were more, uh, you didn't say it that way, but I think I look at my grandfather, for example, never complained for anything, man, like, and worked yeah. a much harder life than I did. By my, by my age, oh, my God, like what he was going through, um, you know, just being a man, but I think it's just important to distinguish those two loves and um, the purpose of it, it seems to me, is uh, it makes, it gives you like, a, like truth, the, like it's a, it's a standard, like a backbone for the truth that matters because there's all kinds of truths out there that don't mean anything yeah. really to your life. Like yeah. if you throw a rock, it lands over there. Okay. Like, okay. It, but like if you seek truth in, the truth that matter with like a substrate of love in it, which is usually 
from love of God, the order you said, the spiritual order. Yes. And then that trickles into your family. You create like something like a heaven on earth or something like seeking that truth in your heart Absolutely. and spreading it. And uh, so that's to me, it's on a practical level. And like I've heard in examples, like you might help a stranger. It extends all the way out to maybe helping a stranger to as And it can rise all the way to, yeah, like being enlightened on earth and having the Holy Spirit in this in this uh, really, you know, confusing times. Instead of we live in, you know, a corrupt, yeah. a corrupted garden or whatever. So it's a mess. Yeah, you're right, man. Absolutely. Last thing about love, you can't even imagine what it is. So don't try. I'm just we can witness to what it is. Right. But watch the thought because Satan will try to make you think it means this and it means that. And you try to make yourself be of love. You can't. It, we're just witnesses to the love that's from God within us. And it's not passion. It's not that stuff is evil. The love, like the light, hate thing is evil. Love, hate, whatever they call it. It is not real. The real love is real. It only comes from God. All right? Any questions about that? Yes, last word. Levi, what are you thinking? What am I thinking right now? Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking about, like, how much the world's distorted the, the use of love. Like, yeah. How much they say, um, just like, it just gets thrown around so casually. And then, but when you were, like, if you were to actually ask people what they see it as, the responses they would give are just so much different than what's been, like, said here today. And, yeah. When I kind of walked in, I kind of was unsure of, like, what love was because of so many different things I've heard. So it's it's been nice and refreshing to listen to everyone else kind of say their opinion on it. Exactly. And the last thing about all that hooping and hollering at church, running up and down the aisles, lifting up, holding hands, that ain't love. Worshiping the Lord, that ain't love. That's passion. All that crap. That's not it. But you'll see once you overcome that anger. All right, you'll see. Last word, sir. Well, I was just going to I have a hard time distinguishing between love, you know, the mama's love and this love that you're talking about. Because uh, I was taught the first one and then went to church and got it reinforced. But, right. So if, if something you do feeds your ego at all, even if it's a good thing, then it can't be love. No, right? that's Ever. right. So. Because God does not... Feed the ego, he destroys the ego. Right. So if we ever feel good about doing something, that's a good indication that's not really love. That's right. It, right? Absolutely. Yeah, that's interesting. Because I was just thinking with my wife, you know, like, do I really love her? I, no, you don't. <laughs> I, I don't. You're right. I don't, though. I don't. No. <laughs> it's just my ego that does, so. Yeah. yeah. It's all ego. Yeah. And that's why you got to pay attention to yourself. Really, you must keep, I don't care what happens in life. One last thing about it I got in here, y'all. After a while, you become yourself. That The love of God causes you to become yourself again. And you don't want to be like anyone. You don't want to act like anyone. You just be yourself. It's so amazing to live that way, to be you again and not concerned about the world around you what they think about you, what they said about you, what they took from you, or whatever. You wouldn't care. And it's not like you made yourself not care. You just lost that desire to care. It's a horrible way to live, to care about what someone take away from you, or what they think about you, or what they say about you, or any of that stuff. It's, it's evil thinking that way. It really is a horrible way to live. 
So you're right. If you give somebody a dime and you feel all good about it, that's ego. And a lot of people give money to the homeless and they look around and make sure somebody else saw that they gave. <laughs> Not only are they looking at the homeless person and see how the homeless person loved them for giving them a dollar, they look around and see that if I see them give the dollar. You know that's ego. It, so, yeah. So you, you got to rethink your love, man. I do. What the? So do the silent prayer. Stay with the silent prayer. I don't care. And things will get better. Your life will get better. It will work out. Stay with the silent prayer. Because he's renewing you. He's renewing your whole mind, body, and soul. And some people stop because they say, oh, you don't need it now. All is well, right? He's deceiving you. That's not God telling you to stop. So stay with the silent prayer. Speak up, but don't resent. Doubt every thought. That's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. And if somebody get mad at you or your wife or girlfriend or your daddy, your mama, and they don't want to play, wish them well. Oh, okay. Because if you have an overreaction to that, then that person or those people are too important to you. That's how you know. So endure the pain. All right? All right. Thank you all for tuning in. I absolutely appreciate it. I thought I had a biblical question, but I have to wait till tomorrow. I hope I have one then. Uh, don't forget to donate, go online, or call 800-411-BOND. And if you need counseling, we have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. Best. The best. All right? Um, we do it by phone or Skype or something like that, right? And uh, you can come in. Thank you all for tuning in. And thank you all for coming. That was amazing today. Stay with the silent prayer. All right? So Chris and James coming for the donations and stuff?